This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the show designed to help athletes gain an edge on their opponent and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault, and today we are going to be talking about why you're gassing out when you compete. So the first thing before we really get into this topic is I'm not going to be going ultra deep into the scientific side of it all and the scientific reasons why this happens, because really and truly that can be an entire podcast on its own, and there's just so much in-depth research to it and so many different factors that... Trying to fit that all into a 20 to 30 minute podcast would be insane. So what we're going to do instead, I'm going to give you the basic things you need to be thinking about. I'm going to be giving you the basic elements of why this happens to certain athletes, the holes that are in certain athletes games. But more importantly, I'm going to be giving you the things not to do when you experience this in competition, because I see a lot of really common mistakes when an athlete feels that fatigue or feels that exhaustion, I see a lot of really common mistakes that they make all the time, thinking that this is what they need to do to help themselves, thinking that this is what they need to do to correct the problem, but really they just end up making the problem worse. So the first thing I want to make sure we get across is that that feeling of gassing out is not being tired. If you compete in any sport, you should at some point or another be tired while you're competing. That means you're exerting yourself. That means you're working hard. That means you're trying. That's an important thing. And you need to feel that you need, you will feel tired when you compete. When I talk about gassing out, when I talk about why you're gassing out, what I mean is that feeling where you feel like your legs can't support your body anymore. You feel like you can't pick your arms up anymore. You feel like no matter what happens, there is just absolutely no way you could give what you're doing any more energy. Now, if you're an athlete listening to this right now and you've ever felt that feeling, whether it be in training or in competition, drop me a comment and let me know. I know that is a terrible feeling. And I know that if you're an athlete who has felt that before, you never want to feel that again, right? So again, we're not talking about being tired. We're talking about that feeling where you feel like your legs aren't going to be able to keep your body standing up. We're talking about that feeling where if anything else happens, you're probably going to throw up. That feeling where if you're a fighter, you can't keep your hands up if you try because your body literally just does not have that left in the tank. So if you felt that before in competition, drop me a comment and let me know. And I would be pretty confident to say that if you felt that before, you understand how much it sucks. And then if you understand how much it sucks, it is probably very, very, very important to you that you never, ever, ever feel that again. Am I right? So usually the number one mistake that I see people make when they have that feeling, when they gas out in a fight, the number one mistake I see people make is they say, well, I gassed out. So that means I didn't do enough training. So if I didn't do enough training, I need to double down and I need to do twice as much as I did coming into my last fight. You know, have you or have any of your teammates ever done that? You know, they have a bad, they have a bad showing, they have a bad competition, they have a bad fight. And then they say, okay, I'm going to be in the gym double the hours, right? Because again, the first instinct 
is I got tired. That means I didn't do enough. If I didn't do enough, that means I need to do more. So this is probably the worst thing that you can do. Obviously, there might be some times where you're not doing enough. If you're only training once a week and you're trying to go into a fight like that, yeah, you need to do more. But if you're training every day or if you're training three, four, five times a week and you're gassing out coming into a fight, it is not about the amount of training that you're doing. It is not about the hours that you're spending in the gym. It's what you're doing within those hours. Now, what do I mean when I say that? So what I really want to get across today is that it's not about simply doing more hours. It's not about simply spending more time because if you're in the gym every single day, if you're in the gym Monday through Friday, if you're in the gym multiple hours every day, the answer is not about being in there more. That is not what is going to fix the problem of you guessing out what you fight. And what I want you to think about is think about it this way. We're going to use the example of MMA, but if you're a boxer, a Muay Thai fighter, jiu-jitsu athlete, whatever else it might be, take what I'm about to say and apply it to your sport as well. The reason that I know the goal is not going to be to just do more hours or the problem is not that you're not spending enough hours in the gym is when you are fighting MMA, we're going to talk pro level. Your goal is not to push as long as you possibly can. Your goal is to push as hard as you can for 15 minutes. Get what I'm saying? So if you're spending 15 hours a week in the gym and you're having trouble going for 15 hard minutes, the goal is not to spend 30 hours a week in the gym now. Because if 15 hours of training isn't helping you go 15 hard minutes, adding more training is not going to be your answer. Because your goal is not to step in the cage and fight for two and a half hours. Your goal is to step in the cage and fight for 15 minutes. 25 if it's a title fight, 9 if it's an amateur fight. I get it. Not necessarily 15 minutes, but you get what I'm saying. So when you are training, the goal is not just to spend more and more and more time because the goal is to reflect what you're doing in competition. The goal is to improve upon what you're doing in competition. So if you're competing for 15 minutes, you need to be able to push as hard as you can for a 15-minute duration. Okay, so right here, I hope you guys understand the goal is not simply how many hours can I be in the gym. The goal is not to double down on the hours you're in the gym if you're having troubles with your gas tank right now. Now, how do we make our training reflect that? How do we change up the hours that we are spending in order to help you better compete for the amount of time you need in competition? Well, the training needs to reflect the competition. So when I do conditioning work with my athletes, I'm never doing these hour and a half long torture sessions you see at a lot of gyms because, again, the goal is to push for 15 minutes. The goal is not to push for two and a half hours. And this doesn't mean that every conditioning session needs to be exactly three five-minute rounds with one minute in between because you're getting a lot of that when it comes to your sparring sessions, when it comes to your training sessions as it is. So what is the goal when you're coming in to do strength and conditioning work? So we're going to talk about a few different ways that athletes gas out. So number one, and this is probably the most common, you're gassing out because you're not strong. I see a lot of athletes that do all this MMA training during their week, all this boxing training, whatever the sport is itself, but they're not putting any time into actually physically building their bodies. 
So all the drilling in the world is great. Being able to move fast is great. Being able to hit those hard 10, 12 punch combos is great. But when you're actually dealing with another grown man or another grown woman that's trying to take your head off, they're going to be pushing you at an intensity your body's not used to. Even if you can spar 20 rounds, getting in there against another grown man or grown woman who is actually trying to kill you is going to be a whole other level of intensity. So simply by hitting a lot of those hard rounds, hitting a lot of those hard combos, yes, that might prepare your skill set. Yeah, that might prepare your gas to an extent. But if you're not putting time into structurally building your body, then every time you clinch up with your opponent, every time they put their weight on you, you're being forced to carry more weight. Your body is being forced to carry more load. And if it's not structurally built to do that effectively, that mixed with the adrenaline, mixed with the effort you're putting into the fight is going to be enough to drain your energy. So what do we need to do to fix that? Strength training two to three times a week throughout your year when it's done properly, is focused around building the structure of the body. It's focused around improving posture, improving movement patterns, and in turn, making your movement more efficient. So if your movement is more efficient, because your body is stronger and you're not wasting energy every time you take a step, now what's going to start to happen is you're going to use less energy every time you move. Every time you throw a punch, that's a little bit less energy that you're using because your body is built up stronger. Every time you blast in for a heavy takedown, you're using slightly less energy because your body is stronger. Every time your opponent puts their weight on you, you're using slightly less energy because your body is stronger. And if every move you make is using less energy through the duration of the fight, without even looking at doing conditioning work yet, we have conserved more energy for the later rounds of that fight. Does that make sense? So one of the number one recent things that you're not doing that is causing you to gas out is strength training. One of the number one reasons that you're gassing out is that you are not strong and in turn you are not built to take the demands of the sport. Now I know what a lot of people are going to say doesn't lifting weights make you slow, doesn't having bigger muscles make you slow or help you gas out faster and to that I will just say there is a big difference between bodybuilding looking at like the Arnold Schwarzeneggers or the Phil Heaths of the world and strength training specific to sport. This is something that's a little hard to get into in just audio. That's something that I'm going to start putting more and more videos up about as well. So make sure you're following me on there. A little shameless plug. But that is going to be a huge difference. Strength training versus bodybuilding. Now the next thing I want you guys to think about is the conditioning work itself. So First mistake I see people making when they're, when they're doing conditioning work for fighting is putting together these hour and a half long torture sessions that are just a thousand burpees, a thousand sit-ups, a thousand push-ups, followed by four sets of stair sprints. You get the idea. Crazy shit that has really no application to the sport itself. Now, the reason I say it has no application to the sport itself is not because it's not going to be a hard workout. It's not because it's not going to be you know, good for your mental toughness, because that's the most common thing that I hear people say when they talk about those sessions is, yeah, it might not be the best workout, but it's for mental toughness. But if that's the only conditioning work you do, it's great if you're mentally tough. But if you gas out to the point that your body doesn't feel like it can support itself, you can have all the mental toughness in the world. You're still not going to win. So 
How do we structure conditioning work to actually help you perform in the sport? So again, remember, the goal of the conditioning is to help you push as hard as you can push for the duration that you need in the sport. It's not about who can go the longest. It is about who can go the hardest for the duration of the competition. So if you're a pro MMA fighter, that is who can go the hardest for three five-minute rounds with one minute of rest in between. If you're an amateur boxer, that's who can go the hardest for three three-minute rounds with one minute rest in between. You get the picture. So how do we build conditioning work to actually properly benefit you as an athlete and the needs that you have to perform? So as you may or may not know, the body has three energy systems. And we're going to talk very briefly about how to properly train them. So like I said, the first mistake I see people make is doing these hour and a half long brutal torture sessions that they think is helping you become mentally tough, which in turn is going to somehow make sure that you don't gas out. So the reason that's not true is, again, what you're doing there is you're just destroying your energy reserves and then trying to function when you have no energy left. That's not actually building anything. That's like emptying out the gas tank in your car and demand and taking out all the oil and then demanding that it drive. Right. Does that make sense? If you do that, you're ruining the car. You're not helping it get stronger. So what we need to do is figure out how to actually build the gas tank and then how to actually improve your body's ability to use it. So when you're further away from competition, like this would be beyond six weeks or so out. And again, depending on the person and the situation, this can vary. But where I focus with my athletes when we're in an off season, when we're not actually, when we don't have a fight booked, is I focus on the aerobic system. So I focus on that longer duration, lower intensity output that's going to actually help build the gas tank and actually help improve your body's ability to recover. Because if your body's ability to recover is better and your gas tank is bigger, that means you can push for longer at a steady pace without gassing yourself out, without burning yourself out. This is important because obviously a fight is 15 minutes. You need to be able to push for the duration of that 15 minutes. But also every time you output energy, an effective, strong aerobic system will allow you to output that energy and recover that energy faster. Does that make sense? So now when I when we get closer and closer to the fight, while we're building the aerobic system, sorry, meant, meant to mention this as well. While we're building the aerobic system up, we're also going to be doing a lot of strength training, which is building the structure of the body, improving the movement efficiency, making sure that as your aerobic system improves, your body's also strong and your body's also able to move some heavy weight, you're structurally sound, and you're ready to take on the demands of the sport as the, as the fight draws closer. Now, when the fight gets booked and we're getting into those last about four weeks, we're going to start putting more focus into high intensity explosive efforts. Now, the one mistake I see people make, the number one mistake I see people make when they try to train explosive repeatability is they try to go until, again, their body is absolutely exhausted and can't go anymore. And the problem with that is that when you're going until your body's exhausted, when you're going until you cannot go any longer, you're not actually explosive. So when you're doing those high-intensity explosive efforts, 
and you're doing so many reps of them that your body's barely moving. Now you're not training that energy system the same way. You're not training that explosive repeatability the same way. So the way you need to train this to train explosive repeatability properly is a short maximum intensity effort. I would go five to 10 seconds max followed by a rest and your body needs to actually recover so that every set you do is at maximum intensity. Every set you do is at maximum intensity because that is the system we're trying to train. So even if you finish your session and you don't feel like you are absolutely burnt out and exhausted, that is a good thing. I know that sounds counterintuitive to what most of you have done before or what most of you understand about training, but if you're finishing an explosive repeatability session and you are not burnt out, that means you've done it properly. It should be hard. You should be feeling it, but it shouldn't be killing you. And the reason is because we're training your ability to be explosive and then recover quickly and then be explosive again. And if you're doing that in a way that you're not actually explosive while you're training, you're not hitting that system properly. Now, why is it important to train explosive repeatability and why is it important for you to remain explosive while you do this? Think about a fight. Yes, let's say you have a five-minute round. When is that five-minute round going to be at the same pace the whole time? It just won't. You're never going to have one pace throughout the entire duration of it. You're going to have to move explosively, recover, move explosively again, recover, and then repeat that through the duration of the round. So if your ability to be explosive and recover quickly from that hasn't been trained, then when you're forced to be explosive time and time and time again during the fight, you're going to gas yourself out. And as you gas yourself out, you're not going to be able to recover from it because you haven't trained that properly. Does that make sense? So again, as you move closer to the fight, the training that you're doing should be shifting in focus to your ability to explode and recover quickly. Now, again, I've gone through it on a very basic level here. Depending on the person, depending on the situation, this can always change. But let's give a little bit of a summary. If, if I've been working with an athlete for a while, I'm happy with where their strength levels are at. I'm happy with where their aerobic system is at. This is what I would be doing. I'd be starting by working on building up their aerobic system, building up their strength. And then when they get a fight book, let's say four weeks away, that focus is going to start to shift. I'm going to start to focus on explosive repeatability. This means the intensity is going to be maximum for every rep that we do, but they're going to recover completely within that as well. Does that all make sense? Let me know if that makes sense. Make sure to drop a comment in there. You need to be able to recover because if you're able to recover, you're able to repeat high-intensity explosive efforts. If you're repeating high-intensity explosive efforts every single time you do this, now what starts to happen is your ability to explode and recover quickly improves. And then when you step into the fight, you're able to step in, throw hard combinations, and then recover and be able to do that at high intensity again. However, if you do these explosive repeatability sessions and you do so many sets and so many reps that you're 
movements aren't explosive and aren't fast by the end of it, you've now shifted into training your aerobic system more, which means your explosive repeatability, your ability to jump in, throw a hard combination, step out and recover quickly, isn't being trained and therefore is going to burn out faster in the fight. So that is it. That is all from me. I hope that all makes sense. I hope you are understanding that. I understand that through a podcast, it's difficult It's difficult to get some of these points across. So if you've listened through the podcast, I appreciate you taking the time. And make sure to send me any questions. Make sure to send me any concerns, anything that you're not understanding. Or if you do understand and you got a lot of value out of this, make sure to send me a message and let me know what you took away. The way that you improve is by looking for help. The way that you improve is by looking for any way that you can. Get that edge over your opponents. So that is it. That is all for me. I appreciate you taking the time to tune into the show today. I always enjoy bringing these shows to you. And make sure that you share the show with a friend, with a teammate, with anyone else that needs this message. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and I will talk to you all again soon. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.